Hello again. This is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris. We're in 2017 and going strong. Uh, I'm here with your weekly Tech Law 10, and as always, joined by my erstwhile colleague, Jonathan Armstrong, over in the, in the UK. And I thought it'd be interesting, Jonathan, to actually throw it over to you for you to comment on what's happening here uh, politically and with respect to cybersecurity. So let's get your take from a few thousand miles away, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, that, no, that sounds good, Eric. I've been watching it with interest, and particularly the Trump press conference yesterday, which I thought I haven't seen all of, but which uh, has certainly made the news over here. I was at an event last night at the Media Society with Jeremy Paxman, a former uh, anchor of one of our best news programs, and we talked about that in, in some depth in the room there. And um, it's certainly grabbing the attention. But my mind goes back. We're now on, I think, episode 189 of Tech Law mm. 10. And if you cast your mind back, I won't test you, to episode 131, that's more than 50 ago, uh, November 14, 2014, we talked about the dangers then of checking into hotels in Russia. And it's maybe that aspect of the case that, in some respects, is the most interesting. It seems to me it's been an open secret that there are particular issues for business executives checking into hotels in some parts of the world. I myself uh, can recall a trip to Moscow where I was somewhat suspicious, knowing of these risks already and having uh, taken a briefing on them, that I was upgraded to a very nice room indeed, overlooking the uh, main drag of where I was. And from my understanding, it is relatively common for foreign people on trips to have uh, a similarly very uh, very nice upgrade, but an upgrade to a room that some may say is observable by people remotely. And, of course, since it's a tech law uh, podcast, we're not just interested here in things like Wi-Fi interception and so-called man-in-the-middle attacks, which we talked about back in 2014, but also the type of allegation which is being made now that the hotel rooms uh, had spy cameras contained upon them and that the, let's just say, the lack of data hygiene allegedly underscored um, led to the uh, ability to observe other uh, unhygienic acts taking place, which are the allegations being made against Trump now. And in his defense, I think Trump says something like, only an idiot would do that sort of thing in Russian hotel rooms when we know there's a risk. And um, I don't know whether he got his knowledge, Eric, and I don't suppose we will know yet whether he got his knowledge from our Tech Law 10 podcast. But in any event, I think the message, the, the sort of wider message beyond this case is 
that executives in large organizations, if they weren't aware of this type of thing happening in some parts of the world, ought to be aware now. And they're certainly on notice to take proper precautions whilst traveling. And if there was something like a leak of customer data, I think as a result, we'd find regulators over here, for example, very sympathetic, very unsympathetic if there was a data breach. Um, you know, proper precautions do need to be taken now that we're on notice that uh, at least there are allegations that this type of interception, both of emails and uh, remote cameras, etc., is taking place. So one of the things I've unpicked from it, Eric, I'm sure there are many more we could talk about. Well, you've certainly done your homework uh, investigating back to our prior podcast, and thank you for reminding me that we're on number 180, did you say? Or was it 189? 189, I think. 189. So we're 11 away from uh, our bicentennial. So so, so some fireworks in store uh, in a couple months. Uh, but very good. You know, the closest I've come uh, to Russia was uh, on a cruise ship uh, where we ported in St. Petersburg. So I don't think we were actually in a Russian hotel. Uh, certainly one would need to take care, given this guidance, to behave uh, in such a hotel and to be uh, circumspect in terms of electronic communications. Uh, I wonder, Jonathan, would one be better off then when, uh, when traveling not to be in hotels but perhaps to avail themselves of Airbnb and VRBO or stay with friends or colleagues uh, where available? What do you think about that? Well, that might be the case. But, um, but bear in mind that some authorities, including, I have to say, the U.S. Authority, uh, the U.S. authorities, when you enter into the border, want to know where you were staying. So mm-hmm. even, you know, I'm coming over to New York in a week or so, I have to disclose before I board the plane the address I'm going to be at. So even if that's an Airbnb, I still have to disclose that address, and it's open to the authorities to to do what mm-hmm. they will there. So I'm not sure, and, and I know the Russian system is the same. I know that uh, it's becoming, or, or it is, quite difficult to get a legitimate business visa to enter Russia. Obviously, you have to give an awful right. lot of details. You know, for example, in my case, I think one of the questions was, tell us the business trips you have been on in the last 10 years with the dates of travel. It's very challenging for anybody to be able to produce that type of data, I think. You know, I ended up looking through yeah. things, uh, you know, particularly if you've, if you've changed employers, you might not have access to old diaries. And, and all of this, you know, we've talked about big data before, <coughs> but, but the value of big uh, data is that it's very easy for security services to gather lots of information about people And I think it's an open secret in the security community that things like Outlook Diaries, travel plans of executives are very easy to obtain because people don't give the protection they should do to their diary. And in addition, a number of third parties who are commonly used to outsource stuff to 
have been uh, compromised uh, that, that major corporations use. So it's relatively easy to find the movements of executives. And, of course, with social media, it's easier yet. You know, even CEOs of large corporations will say, you know, I'm sat on the tarmac at Denver and I'm on my way to wherever, and, it, and it's relatively easy to track them from then onwards. And our listeners from last week, of course, recall that big data was one of your three big topics for 2017. So we're already touching on it here. Uh, you mentioned our podcast in November 2014 and speculated as to whether Donald Trump might be heeding <laughs> some guidance from Tech Law 10 and maybe he's following this podcast. I kind of doubt it simply because he hasn't been tweeting about us. And if he's been following <laughs> some of our podcasts, I think we probably would have elicited a response. Uh, but maybe in the future uh, there's things to be learned from Tech Law 10. Um, so if, if there isn't more to add, we're going to try to keep this one to 10. So I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris, as always, in San Francisco, unless I'm, when I'm traveling and, and trying to take care when I'm in hotels and otherwise. Um, you can find me at ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. You can find us on the usual social media outlets, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And Jonathan, you know what to do. Uh, Jonathan Armstrong, so that's jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. We are always glad to hear from you, particularly at this time of year, if you've got a prediction for the year ahead. As Eric said, I guess we did cybersecurity as well, so we've already ticked two of the five boxes or so that we gave you last week. Um, if you didn't catch up with last week's podcast, I would recommend that. That's our predictions for the year ahead. All that remains is to thank you for listening and to say that we'll speak to you again in a week or so. Take care. Bye now. Onward and upward toward 200. Cheers. <laughs> That's right. Bye. <laughs>